Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Hello Clipper Nation, this is the LA Clips Forum I am your host, Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? And I don't know if this is a holiday edition Or a Black Friday or Cyber Monday edition But this is a vacation edition of the LA Clips Forum, I guess I would say. How was your holiday, Jesse? Uh, it was great. You know, saw family, ate a lot of food, and had Korean barbecue. So that's what it was a good time. I had Shabu Shabu, which is light Korean barbecue. What'd you call me? <laughs> it's uh it's it's Japanese and it's different. It's like soup instead of just meat. But it's oh, like, yeah, like ramen. But well, not ramen. They they give you like a broth, and this is my first time doing it. So <clears throat> this is probably I'm not gonna sound very cultured right now. They give you a broth. They give you like a broth, and then they bring out your meat like it's Korean barbecue, and then you kind of cook your meat in the broth, and then you like oh. pour it out. Yeah. Where's this at? There we me and my wife went to one in Anaheim, but she said there's one in Irvine that's a little bit more cool because I guess you could kind of pick out like as much of like the veggies and stuff you want. Ooh, nice that sounds pretty good yeah so yeah and you know what i did today for the very first time in my life what did you do i went to the movie theaters by myself i have never been to a movie by myself except until today i don't i condone that (laughs) 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 i used to like talk i think i had a conversation with a friend where i said that it's weird going to the movie by yourself and you're weird if you do it. <laughs> well, it is. I, I agree with you. That's why this is my first time doing it, but, but I, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. Cause you know, if there's a movie that you want to see and you want to see it in this, you know, in a better sound system than you have at home, then obviously the movie theater is where you want to be. Right. So. so, so not to bring too many, not to bring our Clipper nation into my life too much, but me and my wife have had detailed conversations, but she's, she's like, you know, when COVID's over or whatever, she's like, I don't really want to do the movie theater thing. You know, it's sticky. It's, it's, it's just a whole bunch of people packed into one spot. And I was like, all right, you know, and then like, as things start opening up more, I would kind of bring it up like, Hey, maybe we could go see a movie. And she's like, no, I'm still not. That's not something I want to do yet. But, and I was like, I could, I'm okay with that. Cause you know, like we we're, we're introverts. We don't like to go out, but I feel like Marvel has kind of put me in this position where it's like, I need to start seeing some of these movies instead of waiting for them to be on streaming services, or I'm going to start getting spoiled on future movies. So I, I told myself today, I'm like, you're just going to have to go to the movies and watch the Eternals by yourself today. And I, and I went into it knowing it had like a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I left the movie thinking like it was better than a 48, but I could see why it's not the best Marvel movie. I haven't seen it yet, and I wasn't really too ecstatic about it. So, without getting the spoilers, the only take I have is that there's a lot of people in the movie that I think would have benefited if this was a mini series of some sort instead of it trying to put everyone's story into two and a half hours. Mm, okay. Well, here's a question I have. It's a, it's a hard hitting question. Is it better than Space Jam Two? 
Oh, by by a mile. But <laughs> and I haven't seen Space Jam too. <laughs> oh, I have, and I regret. <laughs> I regret every. I forgot how long that movie that is, but man, I felt like it took so much out of me. It was so cringy, and then, like it's a it's a children's film too, and so it's supposed to be like. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like. Movie. I don't like that as an excuse that a lot of people have been using. Is like, well, it's a kids' movie, so so I'm making a big deal about it. No, like Pixar has upped like the it's expectations true. of what a kids' movie could be. That's you know, true. so like, no, I don't want to hear it. You're like, you're either you're either trying to at least bust out a sixty percent around tomatoes, or you're not even trying, right? Like, it, so some of that has to fall on LeBron, right? And you uh-huh. can tell he doesn't like to take a lot of responsibility. <laughs> you know what and i'm not trying to be mean i'm uh, obviously i'm trying to show that we're, we don't completely hate lebron or we're not just a biased clippers fans i should say um but train wreck he was pretty good in like i actually enjoyed him in train wreck i i grew up uh i don't know what i mean by grow up like keep in mind lebron's been playing since i was a teenager uh i grew up a lebron fan and i supported most of lebron's bad decisions in his basketball career but you know, there's just something about him and the purple and gold and the way things are it's just a mixture of the fan base plus LeBron doing his because the thing is it used to be LeBron would do some of his like, you know, I would say unlikable things and people and then like it would be the Laker fan base that we bashing him and I'd be like, hey, you know, like let's let's give LeBron a break, you know. Now it's he's doing unlikable things and it's just you have a whole fan base supporting it. So you know what? <clears throat> I agree with you because I, I think we had a discussion too because I think he joined the Lakers while we were still in college. So, And uh, we both said like, oh, we're a huge LeBron James fans we're, or Le- LeBron James supporter. You know, we, we felt like he was a great player. He was getting a lot of hate that he shouldn't have been receiving. And then we, I, I think you and I legit had a conversation saying that this choice that he made to become a Laker wouldn't affect how we felt about him as a player. And then when you play against the Clipper, that one, that first game, we're just like, yeah, screw LeBron James. Yeah, it, I'll be honest with you. It, I uh, my first thought when he signed with the Lakers was, you know what? Maybe finally he'll get the recognition I think he deserves. Uh, that's that was my first take because I'm like the only people that are saying he's not anything was like probably Boston Celtics fans and anybody in the Easter Conference who didn't like him, and then Laker fans for no reason. This guy just played in the Easter Conference for like his whole career never bothered the lakers <laughs> you know <laughs> and then everybody hated him for some reason well i think because he eclipsed kobe bryant you know everyone the discussion was michael jordan lebron james before that it was michael jordan kobe bryant yeah michael jordan, kobe bryant, and then, you know and then the very first year he came to the lakers it was like well he's not kobe and then it's like oh well maybe you know he, t- he plays a totally different position they, they so- did like a mural <laughs> of the guy and they cross his face out <laughs> like, yeah so but he won him a bubble championship, you know, so all is forgiven. Yeah, that's um, fake. So never we'll st- we're going to stop the the L.A. Lakes uh, forum podcast and we'll transition to the L.A. Clips forum podcast. Um, so since we last did our since we last recorded, they played the Mavs on Tuesday and they played the Pistons on Friday. And we'll go into those games a little bit. We'll go into some narratives and then we'll get into some AC Clippers talk because it kind of goes hand in hand. It's like um, I'm trying to think of a good movie analogy or something, but like, you know, when you're watching something in the universe 
like i don't know like star wars or something and you're like hey that's taking place at the same time this thing's taking place at so like that's what happened we were at the ac clippers game when the la clippers were playing dallas so there's a lot you know there's a there's a photo on our twitter of jesse taking a picture of me watching the la clippers game with the ac clippers game in the background so how did you you, you didn't miss much the ac clippers are getting destroyed but (laughs) but uh yeah how do I feel about the games? Is that what you're going to ask me? Sorry. Well, how do you feel about the Mads game? Let's go. Let's try to we'll, – we'll Tarantino it back. To oh, my goodness. Game. So when you told me about, like, oh, you can you can watch – you can hear the game live. You know, obviously we're at the game, uh, the AC Clipper game. So I was listening to it on the radio. And, man, like right before I got into Burbank, I just oh, this game's over. You know, this game's done. Oh, yeah. And I'm hearing – I'm, like, listening to it right, – and I'm play by play. I'm just hearing it. I'm like, Paul George hits the hits a three to cut the game to go into OT. I didn't think this was gonna happen. It was, even though I didn't get to see it, it was it was exciting to hear as the announcer saying that. And it was just, I saw the clip. It was really cool. And then you see the OT, and I don't know. I felt the OT was a little tough for me to watch. It's like everyone's drained. Um, Marcus Morris was there was like a play that literally like really irritated me where Marcus Morris passed out to T-Man who was cutting in so he passed it to the corner and went out and he's like looking at T-Man I'm like what are you looking at him for you like you're closest to the to the bucket this this is the first day your knees operational so let's take a break (laughs) all right like you had an opportunity to score too like you can't look at T-Man he's just cutting in for the rebound like um but yeah, I made it in time for the OT, and I don't know why I did. <laughs> oh, can I can I let you in on a little secret? So I'm listening to the game on the radio, and I'm pretty sure the same thoughts were happening. Like every mile I got, I felt like the worst the game was going. Yeah, like exactly, it, it was just like, oh, okay, this it is what it is. And there was a moment where there was probably I don't know what we were down by, but we were down by enough with like 45 seconds to go and I was like a mile away from home so I was like you know what I'm just gonna turn it off I'm gonna go home and then I'll figure out what the final score was most likely the Clippers are gonna lose and blah blah I go I get I walk through the door say hi to my dog say hi to my wife look at my phone and it says Clipper uh, Clippers was Mavs starting OT and I was like what happened I was like, okay, so now I feel like a scumbag Clippers fan for not listening. But maybe I did us all a favor because you know how superstitious I am. <laughs> and I look and it was like, oh, the Paul George three. I'm like, oh, that's really cool, right? So I finally watched the Paul George three, and then I know I know I'm a few minutes into overtime. I check the overtime score, and the Clippers haven't haven't scored, and the Mavs are up by like five or six at this point. I'm like, oh, okay, so we did all that <laughs> just to just to. And it's like it's like one of those things where I'm like, you know, just miss the shot. And the shot was really cool, but just miss the shot if you don't feel like, you know, if, if you want to have a rest before Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> I was just uh, I was hearing the announcer say that everyone was leaving. And then as he says that they start mounting a comeback. I think Luke Kennard hits a three right to cut into like a three point lead. I believe was it Luke Nard or Reggie? I forgot. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I, it, it sounds I, like a I, very I, tight game. I turned it off. So. <laughs> oh man, it sounded like a very tight game, and then I'm hearing them say like, "I'm legit parking my car," and like it's uphill. My car is like manual, so I'm like struggling not not to burn my clutch, <laughs> and I just hear Paul George 
hits a three where they go and they're just like he just yells and i'm just like what the hell mm-hmm. and then i come into the room like look at my sister i'm like you're done watching what you're watching <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm just visiting i'm just like visiting for the holidays i'm telling her like you're done watching watching what you're watching we're gonna watch a clipper game and then just, of course yeah and then like one of them's a laker fan her boyfriend's a laker fan they're like watching and I'm, we're just watching them get the clippers get destroyed i'm like oh well, this is embarrassing yeah Yeah, you know and it's one of those things like at least the clippers have solidified this team to be a team that never gives up and you can't say that about uh past teams and i know we always talk about doc rivers era and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but this Ty Lu team just never gives up no matter what the score is in the final minute and it seems like we just start randomly hitting shots and we start playing better defense. And yeah, you know, and it's just like Luca's going to go. And that's the thing. Like when you play against Luca, no matter how messed up his knee is or whatever he's got going on, he's going to find ways to go off because I don't know if anyone's ever seen Luca play basketball. He's not the most agile guy either. You know, like he's just a big, slow, big body who makes stupid shots every once in a while. And he has good court vision. And apparently he's one of the best players in the NBA. I don't know how he does it, but sure, you know. And you know what? I, I give him credit, but um, that he's going to go off on the Clippers every time Every time it happens. Yeah, that's so, the scariest guy, man. Yeah, he, he. I am more scared of Luka than I am of any p- player in the NBA. In, yeah, I'm not, that's true, because I'm not really scared about Dame. I'm not really scared about... Well, like, like Steph Curry, he... But the thing is, like... I watch Steph Curry play and I'm the I'm I'm in that habit of like, you know what, like Steph's going to score 35. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as we make sure everybody else doesn't go off. Whereas Dallas, I feel like Luca legitimately makes everybody better. Like th- he touches the ball and then all of a sudden like Finney Smith is like draining 30 footers all of a sudden. And you're just like, huh, that's that's why is that happening now that Luca's touching the ball, you know? Yeah, it was it was also like that game itself was also like I felt it was poorly officiated too. Like T Man got a couple fouls. That I felt like well, I went to go watch the game afterwards, you know, because we played right after it was done. And um, I mean, they called a foul on like I think he did like a fadeaway shot. There's no way there's nowhere for him to go, and they call a foul on him for an offensive foul. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty, like completely stupid. Um, I get fined. I- <laughs> the, the the scariest thing that I think is if Luca ever got in like legit shape, because like me and you were talking like I was like I think I have more arm definition than he does, and and so imagine if Luca just showed up one year looking like LeBron James, like just like buff out of his mind, this is like SpongeBob with the inflatable arms, yeah, <laughs> like he and it, I it would be it would be a scary thing, um. <clears throat> then we played the Pistons after Thanksgiving. Um, we we started off pretty good. Eric Bledsoe looked really good. Yeah. And uh, but then like in the second half, we kind of let a big lead. But maybe that you know, I kind of it just seems like they put their they took their foot off the pedal, and that's all it was. We had a big enough lead that they they weren't going to come back from it. But I'm sure if we had like a 12 to 13 point lead yeah the Pistons probably wouldn't made that game very interesting but no. luckily we got up to 29 at one point and just slowly like let them come back for like their pride or something I don't know 
it was a good team win. Like win. It's a it was a good team, a good team win. Uh, how'd you feel about the surge uh and Hardenstein lineup? Absolutely loved it. So I'll be honest with you, the last episode me and you did, there was so much editing I had to do because we had technical problems that I don't know if I left in the part where I said, Hey, I think Ibaka and Hart will play together. I don't think I left it in. So that's between me and you and what you put on Twitter. No, <laughs> so, yeah, I, you called it. You're crazy, man. I didn't think I didn't think we were gonna see this lineup. And when we saw it against the Detroit Pistons, I mean, well, that's like the best game to put it on, right? Like, yeah, just like let's uh, try it against the Pistons, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it sounds awful, but like we know what the Pistons are, right? They're yeah. a, they are a rebuilding team. Um, so what better place to do to chat like? do some change-ups, you know? Do you, do, and, do you think, do you think Lou was looking at the bench and like, like winked at like Dante Jones or something and said, Hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like he had Hart and Ibaka at the same time. <laughs> and then like, and then like Kawhi, I don't know if Kawhi was even there. Uh, like he, he, he's like getting up out of his seat. Like, that crazy son of a bitch did it. <laughs> <laughs> never thought I'd see it. I never thought I'd see the day. Um, but but how did you feel seeing that on the on the court? Oh, I loved it. I, oh. I in my opinion, my my philosophy has always been you and I know like the Lakers are trying to do this right now. <laughs> so it's not going well for them. But like when you you play the best players on your team. And Hardenstein for the first month or so was one of our best players on the team. Like I'm not I don't mean that like Oh, he's the number two guy behind Paul George. But I mean, like in terms of rotation players, he played better than some of our rotation players. Like you can make the case Hartenstein played has played better over this month than Morris did in his first two games. He's obviously played better than Ibaka because Ibaka wasn't there and he's been playing better than Winslow, right? And then all of a sudden we start getting some of these players back and it's like now Hartenstein's not gonna play. Like, no, you I think you need to figure out a way to put him in the game. Mm-hmm. And if that means you playing, like, keep in mind, Ibaka played the four for a good portion of his career. Like, when he was on those OKC teams, he was playing with Steven Adams on the court. He was playing with a, I think Kevin Durant's like 6'10", right? So, like, he's playing with a 6'10", Kevin Durant, with Steven Adams on the court, who's just, he's just, like, the, made out of marble. And then you had Ibaka, who's this kind of stretch four, but even before Ibaka became a decent shooter, he was just kind of out there being a good rim protector at the four. So, like, I know Ibaka could stretch the court. He could protect the rim as well. And then imagine being a defense with Harnstein and Ibaka down there. And the fact that Ibaka, now that he's getting in shape, he could switch on some people. And I trust that Harnstein could switch on some people, even though he's most likely going to foul them. And so I like it a lot. Like there's going to be some teams where it's just like, that's going to be an impossible lineup to go the run out there. But against some teams, I think it could work. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, a lot of people you mentioned, you know, Arnstein tends to foul a lot, but I think the way he brings offensively outweighs the negative. In my opinion, no, I agree. Like, his passing ability is phenomenal for a big, uh, it's not Jochich level, obviously, but it's still really good. He, he can find the open man or the cutting man. So and see that connection when he, I think he passed to Serge Ibaka for the three. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that was that was the play where, like, I feel like Ty Lu did that wink back at the bench, too. Like, uh, see, it's working. Even though I bet you Lou had no idea it was going to work. 
<laughs> like, he's, like, all credit. he's like, yeah, yeah. See, like, I, I thought about this all last night when he probably just thought of it on the fly. <laughs> he's like, well, we are playing the Pistons. Like, someone proud of us. Like, why don't we get hard in the game? He's like, yeah, well, we're playing the Pistons. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that lineup against the Warriors coming up. Uh, yeah, I don't think we will. But, but we, um... <laughs> we might see it against the Pelicans on the back-to-back. So, that's exciting. Hey, man, Pelicans just beat the Jazz, you know, so... I'm a little okay about that loss that we <laughs> that we suffered against the Pelicans. If the Jazz lost to them too, I'm like, this this team can find ways to win. So yeah, they have, as they bad have as we think they are. They have good pieces. Like they beat us, I think twice last year. Maybe it was once. I want to say twice last year. And most of those pieces are still there, except for a few of them, except for like Lonzo and I know Zion's not playing. So yeah, I totally forgot Zion's on that team. Um. <clears throat> But uh, you know, so Serge looks really good. You know, he looks he looked really good on the defensive end against the Pistons. I mean, I, I know it's not a really some could question whether or not that's a really good evaluation, but physically he looked like he was really mobile on oh, the yeah. defensive end, covering the rim covering the rim. And then uh Marcus Morris as well looked really good. So there was a moment teams. there was a moment where I saw Morris like not just he ran up the court on a fast break he didn't get the ball but he ran straight for that corner like he didn't jog there he didn't just kind of like wait for things or something now he ran to the corner trying to get the offense and i was like oh his knee looks pretty good and i i, and I was hearing i was hearing the brian seaman and i uh and man i'm gonna get this wrong is it jim jackson no who's the oh my gosh i feel so embarrassed uh they were talking about like the fact that his knee wasn't necessarily hurt. It's just, it was weak in certain moments. Oh certain, yeah. Certain point, not moments, but certain, certain points. And he was just trying to condition it back because he felt like he could seriously hurt his knee if he kept playing on it the way it was. So it was mainly a conditioning month, which do I buy all that? We'll find out in a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I'm buying it right now. So my whole my my whole rant maybe was just overreacting. I'm hoping like my my stance in life when I'm overreacting to something is I just never want to be proven right because if I'm proven right then we're all we're all in trouble. So that's that's my stance in life. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. So I hope your uh, your hot take earlier in the season is wrong. So <clears throat> yeah, hopefully it's just a conditioning issue and he's plays well, man. I think he also was it you that tweeted. That this team, if it's 100%, it's a scary team. Yeah. And I and I had I, to agree with you. I said, if this team gets healthy, and then I put the guy from the Last Dance documentary doing the, the shoulder shrug, because imagine Ibaka finally getting into form, Morris becoming like a 40% three-point shooter again, and being able to play at least better than average defense. Like I don't even need him to be a lockdown defender anymore. I feel like our team defense is great. So it's not like we need him to be an on-ball great defender. We just need him. The team defense looks fine. But then we add Kawhi to the mix. Or eventually when we start giving some players rest, when the schedule gets even worse than it is now, and it's already been bad, we start throwing Brandon uh, Brandon Boston Jr. in the mix. We start throwing Keon in the mix because I'm really high on both those guys right now. Yeah, um, we saw them. We got, the, we got the same live, right? So yeah, that was pretty exciting. I don't know if you want to move on to the next point, but the we did see the AC Clippers play against the Oklahoma Blues. Let's let's just 
throw our AC Clippers talk in the middle of the podcast. Let's let's switch it up. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a Cyber Saturday edition. <laughs> um, so we went to the AC Clippers game on Tuesday while the Mavs game was going on. So you could just tell like it was frustrating. Uh, this OKC blue team is really good because I feel like they have a bunch of young talent based on all the trades they did and all the drafts, the draft picks they've had. And they put together a really solid team out there to go against our team, which is just people trying to find minutes, I guess. So we get blown out, but that's not the point of watching G League basketball. It's the point is to see how our guys are doing, right? Yeah, definitely. And... I, I I felt like the blue, uh, the Oklahoma City Blues, ninety percent of their their plays were driving kick out. Yeah, that's that's all it was. And then our guys either fouling them or <laughs> just being like, "What? You could throw, you could pass it to the three point shooter? Okay, that's crazy." Because uh, there was moments where I turned to you in the game too, and I I was like, "I feel like we're playing better, but we're down by sixteen. Like, I like I I feel like I haven't seen Oklahoma City make a basket, but we're apparently down by sixteen. Yeah, it was weird. I felt the same way because I stopped looking at the score and I was just watching the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the same thing. I thought we were ahead. We looked like the better team, uh, mainly because of Keon Johnson, Brandon Boston Jr., Jay Scrub looked phenomenal out there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, I th- will go ahead. Sorry. I was saying, if you look at the box score, though, it didn't like there's some people who got garbage minute points, but uh, watching the game, they, our core guys didn't get a lot of help and it kind of showed like, especially in like minutes where Keon was sitting or Jay scrub was sitting. Jay scrub had four fouls at the beginning of the third quarter. So that didn't help. We took him out. In my opinion, you're down by so much. It's G league basketball. Just, just let him play, play through the fouls, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. There was at one point it was in the third quarter. I think you were, (laughs) <laughs> you were you were preoccupied because of something i uh, ate nachos and i'm lactose <laughs> intolerant so i so that's i was not there for that yeah continue i was i wasn't gonna bring it up but <laughs> yes you were preoccupied there and in the third quarter we're down by like 20 points 22 23 24 something like that 20 points it was a big lead keon johnson i just felt willed the team within single digits and then you came, and then Keon Johnson got in a foul trouble, had mm-hmm. to be, had to be pulled out, and then lead went away, and they, we never got close after that. I just feel like I was bad luck, right? Like I should yeah. just like stayed out for the whole for the rest of the game. Yeah, I I just bring it up because uh, I'm looking at the stats, right? So Keon Johnson had negative 24, and from the eye, from what I could see, Keon Johnson did not perform a negative 24, in my opinion. I believe he performed a lot better I, I would say probably like a negative five like brandon monson brandon monson. well I, I think when you're on a team that gets blown out and you're on you're on the court for 27 minutes or so you know you're going to be you're it's it's gonna happen right like it's not always on you but sometimes it is you think if you foul out they give you like a negative point negative 20 points no matter what like fouled out, yeah something points. like that you know he shot 42 percent from the field which we would like to see him shoot better but he also shot really good in those first two games, and this is his first game back from the ankle sprain, so I'm totally okay with it. Um, Brandon Boston Jr., unless this is a typo, he played 37 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he did when I watched it. Maybe we should start being those uh, 
you know, since like so those guys who bring like a notepad or their iPad to games and start like, oh well, yeah, he's playing 37 minutes. Um but yeah. picture you play Angry Birds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm a media guy and I bring in my iPad, I'm playing Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> It's and keep in mind these games are really quiet, so you just hear, "Damn it!" Like, <laughs> you can hear everything. <laughs> it's it was a little awkward how empty it was. I mean, we got interviewed for uh, uh by so, one of the hosts. That was yeah. pretty cool. So so what happened? And um, we we go we buy tickets to the game and we go sit in our spot, which was pretty close to the floor, but it's at an angle. But we were fine with it. It looked like a really good view, you know. And then some guy comes up to us and he says, hey, would you like an upgrade? And he's like, we're going to sit you in the middle. And we're like, sure. Well, he sits us in the middle, but technically our seats were not an upgrade because it put us just on the other angle of the court. But now we're higher up. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, this we, we kind of got swindled here. And then some guys like, hey, hold on, I'm going to sit in between you guys. And. He's like, so he's like, all right, so what's your name? And I'm like, oh, I'm Brian. He's like, oh, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Jesse. Where are you guys from? So we say where we're from. And then we kind of just have, we make small talk. And then it's, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then it's a timeout, right? He goes, wait, 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 remember? He goes, are you guys Clipper fans? And we go like, yeah. And I go like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so during the timeout we go on the big screen and then i look up for a second i'm like oh yeah we're up there okay and the guy starts talking and i'm mentally preparing myself <laughs> that i'm gonna have to say something and then you're also mentally preparing yourself <laughs> that you're going to have to say something right because they sometimes just go like hey so clippers right or something you know i don't know what they're gonna say but then like he stops talking he never cues us or anything. And then it gets awkwardly silent. And then I'm just like, I just clap and I go, woo. <laughs> I'm like awkwardly pulling my shirt, like Jake, Jake Warren's shirt right here. <laughs> and right. I'm just like, I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay. And then like, he walks away. He's like, thank you. And I'm like, that, that was it? Like, I didn't, I was like, were we supposed to do something? And and then I go to check on ESPN, ESPN Plus later, and it wasn't on ESPN Plus. So it was just like something in the arena. So like, there's 20 people and an, and like a, an entire high school there, and that's what they saw. They saw us like in our prime. They didn't. They didn't know that they had LA Clips Forum there, you know. So they didn't. Know we we were with. technically fans of the night though, and uh, so yeah, and which we probably were a, and b. They caught us at the worst time because I'm sl- I'm trying to like digest the food we just ate when we were hanging out with Trent Maddox uh, an hour before then. So not only am I trying to digest the food and I'm trying to just sit in our spot, like we were, we just sat down. And, and my favorite part is I take a bite of the churro we just bought, and the guy sits down. He's like, "All right, get ready, and we're gonna we're gonna do this thing." So I'm just sitting there with like a, <laughs> a churro, all greasy. In, in like my in my hand and i just have to put it down like where do i put down a churro there's not like a churro holder so so i'm just sitting there like like a total fat ass with my churro and and i'm waiting for my cue and it never comes and then i'm like oh okay Ooh. <laughs> i could be eating this whole time 
yeah and i was like because uh, you also i don't want to have like chur- churro cinnamon all over my face uh, <laughs> while i'm doing this like what i thought was going to be a mini interview thing but no so that was that already i was like all right this this is this is ac clippers basketball right here <laughs> okay this is Talk something i need to get used to it was the best experience of your life right there buddy yeah that's that's, a, that's the that's the high point but yeah aside from that keon johnson and brandon boston look phenomenal they're gonna look great in the years to come i think um I, i'm extremely high on keon too like brandon it's like someone i'm like offensively he's always going to be there we'll see if he gets the defense thing going but like keon's one of those people that i feel like you know the the spider-man meme with uh where it's the two spider-mans and it's the miles morales one where he's got like the the loose mask and he's all trying to keep it like on and like that's keon johnson and Kawhi is like the big spider-man and i feel like keon could if he gets mid-range like obviously he may never get to the point where he's considered a top five NBA player in the league. Mm-hmm. But if we had a Kawhi Leonard who at some point needed to get some rest and then we brought in like little Kawhi Leonard off the bench and Keon Johnson to take up some of those minutes, that'd be a very ideal situation. I'm just saying. Yeah. I was really surprised by um, <clears throat> Keon Johnson's passing ability. Um, when he was driving in, he was looking, he was finding the open man. And uh, I didn't, I just didn't think that he had that kind of game. Um I, I didn't want really watch college basketball. So I know me and you are journalists, so it's crazy that this might have got past us. But according to the G League box score that I'm looking at right now, Keon Johnson's listed as the starting point guard. Really? Yeah. With Jay Scrub, Brandon Boston out there, he was considered. I find that hard to believe that like that was the intention, but it might just be like, I don't know. I guess he's the point guard, which I would technically think brandon or the or jay scrub would be the point guard but yeah he's technically listed as the point guard on on this hmm. box score so that's pretty interesting yeah and in other ac clippers news apparently there's a malfunction at the toyota arena so they'll be playing at the staples center on monday and wednesday against the salt lake city stars and there will be no fans there. And apparently if you bought tickets, you'll just have to go to another game where you get your refund. But, yeah, I don't know what happened. But they'll be playing at the Staples Center. Like, I feel like it's got to be really awkward playing in an empty Staples Center that was not expecting you. Does that make sense? Like, at least, like, last year during, like, the pandemic, it was probably really awkward, but they were expecting a team to play, play right? But it feels like Staples Center is like, sure, I guess we're available. Like, that seems like one of those situations where you just put it at, like, a different training facility or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> No, I but, agree. But it's like, let's let's lock down this hockey arena. Let's, like, our hockey arena is not working, so let's lock down your hockey arena and see if we could play some Nooners. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> They're playing against the Salt Lake City Stars, you said? Stars, yeah. Okay. Which I believe Dwayne Wade's son plays for. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. There's a huge controversy over that, too. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I don't know. Like, like I said, like, I, Adam Silver hits me up for the rules, so I have to lift this up. But, yeah, like, I know Dwayne Wade is a partial, partial owner, owner yeah. of the Jazz, but I don't think you could just sign anybody. You still, like, technically people are signed to the G League and not signed to specific teams. Mm-hmm. But... Technically, I think if you hold a tryout and the a player tries out, you can sign them to your team. So maybe that's their way around it. I have no idea. 
Yeah, they're just saying that he wasn't NBA talent, I guess. Like he, uh, and he didn't deserve the spot. And there are other players that were deserving of that G League spot. Do you feel that's hater talk, or do you feel like that's real, like expert talk? I don't know. I feel like D Wade's pretty know. beloved. I don't. Know. I feel like D D Wade's pretty beloved by the NBA community. Yeah, because I don't know. Because like I just know he was playing with Bronny, and. Keep in mind, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Bronny, Dwayne Wade's son, and Brandon Boston all played at the same time at the same school mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, so that was crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some some a couple narratives before we go. We already did the AC Clippers talk. Uh, so you brought up to my attention that Paul George is out of the MVP discussion. Um, was it the NBA website? Yes, it was on the NBA website. So currently, as it stands, we have Steph Curry, number one. Number two, Kevin Durant. Number three, Jochic. Number four, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number five, Chris Paul. Number six, Jimmy Butler. Number seven, DeMar DeRozan. Number eight, John Morant. Number nine, Zach Levine. Number 10, Luka Doncic. So I'm going to say something real quick. I... I'm extremely proud of you, and you are a lot more brave than I am for saying some of those names because some of those names I would mispronounce, and you're, you're, you're a lot more brave than I am. Well, what you didn't see was hours of practice, you know, behind the scene. I'm in my closet just, like, freestyling these names, you know. You're just sweating. It's like a montage. <laughs> you're just like, you have, like, a speech coach with you. <laughs> the king speech? Like a lot of people don't know this, and I guess well, this I got hit in the head playing football in high school, and then like a month later, for some reason, I just couldn't pronounce some words after that. Like the certain sounds I could not make anymore, and I didn't know what. And I just rolled it out. Yeah, it is what it is. Like I don't know why I thought it was okay at the time, <laughs> but as I got older, I was like, oh, I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't have got. Like I, I legitimately need like a speech coach at this point in my life. But I don't know. Is it too late to get a speech coach or? I don't think it's ever too late. Uh, if you need me, just I know I speak really well, so just let oh, me know. If you, yeah, I'll coach you. We'll do like a montage. Yeah, <laughs> it's Luca. <laughs> You're like running up the steps and <laughs> just yelling out words, yelling out words. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> Paul George is no longer in the listing, which is kind of odd in my opinion. And we, we were discussing this before we started recording that I felt it was really weird to see two Chicago Chicago Bulls players on that list because generally I like to think that MVP is the most valuable player on that team as well. So, and, you know, this is the player for the reason why they're winning. You know, if they're not there, this team isn't winning. So sure. it's kind of weird to see DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine both being considered MVP. Um. Yeah, it's, it's I don't one know of those, if I'm just being a hater. It's one of those philosophical things, right? Like, most valuable player seems like it should be the person that's most valuable to their team. But then some people consider it to be, like, the best player in the NBA. And I like to look at it as a mixture of both. Like, it should be one of the best players in the league with context. And the context would be Paul George leading uh, a Clippers team that's basically uh, in playoff contention at this point without Kawhi Leonard and basically half his team on the injury report all of November. But yeah, people don't care about that, right? I would 
my thing is Paul George should always be part of this discussion as long as the Clippers are playing well. At the clip, like I know the Clippers had a tough week last week, and they did lose to the Mavs this week. And I guess you can make the case beating the Mavs last Sunday was not very convincing. But my thing is, if you need to take Paul George off and you're going to move people on, like John, John Morant just hurt his leg, I believe. Uh, Joker hasn't played because he's hurt. Like, even if, like, you're temporarily taking people off and then adding people on, like, you could take a, some of these names off temporarily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, come back on when they come back from their injuries or something. Whereas Paul George has played in every single game. And has a clip. I know the Paul George in the last week or so has not been playing the best basketball in his career, but like in terms of like hitting a a game time bucket to bring a team to overtime, you know, and having these clutch superstar moments, you would at least see him like in the list being the being the conversation. But it's a little odd that some of these players that are legit injured or are not playing right now are still on there, but Paul George got taken off. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, to be fair, you know, this is me not reading the whole thing. There is an additional five, apparently. (laughs) And it does have Paul George in there. So he's in the top 15, bottom five, you know. But still, I I, I still think he should be higher. (laughs) That's a caveat. That's just for us fans. Oh, well, you can't complain. We're still thinking about him. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your thoughts and prayers. But... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like put them in the list. Like if you want, put those guys who are hurt in your honorable mentions or whatever, and then put them back in when they're healthy. But if it makes you feel any better, they misspelled heat. They put H E T H E T. Oh, so he's part of the hits. The hits. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think Paul George, if you put it in the context of what he's doing, like you're mentioning, playing without Kawhi Leonard, playing with pretty much half a good amount of the roster on the injury list. He's playing phenomenal. You know, he's he's we're above 500. We're in playoff contention. He's balling. He looks in great condition. I don't know what else to say. Like he should be considered. He should be a lot higher in my opinion. And he has not missed a game yet. Definitely. And yeah. I do agree with you. Like this whole idea of still keeping them on while they're still injured and not playing is ridiculous. Like I think you, it's okay to take them off. And when they come back and they pick up where they left off, go ahead, you know, bring them back on the list. Because yeah, I, w- I would I would make the case if you had all those players on there and they were all healthy and you thought Paul George hasn't played the best basketball in the last week or so, okay, fine, I get it. My, my gripe is that there's players on there who haven't played this week and they're, and they're just like leaving Paul George. Like Paul George is playing. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, but while Paul George has not necessarily been playing the best, even though I think he's playing just fine, is Reggie Reggie Jackson's been stepping up and some of the other players have been stepping up, especially with also, like, Nick Batum being gone, who we could – it's it's, uh, it's up to debate if he's the second most or third most important player on the team, you know? So, but, yeah, like, a lot of players have been stepping up, including Reggie. Reggie's uh got some important shots up. He's – uh. He's been playing really well in the third quarter this week. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, for the last thing, because I think it's very important to us, the Clippers are 2-0 in the blue and orange, and they're plus 38 in points. 
which I know most of those happen in the Timberwolves game, but I just want to make it clear that it's not just like we're 2-0 and we're a plus 5. We're a plus 38 in the blue and orange. Hopefully Steve Ballmer's paying attention so we can make these permanent. Uh, I at least, you know, like, for example, like in the playoffs last year, there was like two or three games every series where we had the City Edition jerseys on. I kind of want that to happen this year. It's like, all right, fine. If we're only going to have it for 11 games in the regular season, that's fine. But when the playoffs start, I want to see these about two or three times in the series, but we'll see. No, I agree. Uh, there's, they're the best jerseys we have. <laughs> I love them. I wish they can be not considered city edition and just actually our uniforms. Um, and I'm hoping we see a lot more in the playoffs. It, it would just be like, I'm trying to think of a team right now that this would make sense to because like every team has their city edition jerseys right but like some teams have three uniforms like what you technically do we had the white the blue and then we had the black one with the logo right mm-hmm. like instead of the black one with the logo if we just had this city edition jersey be like our permanent third alternative jersey that would be i, I would like that a lot but we'll we'll see uh have I've, you received your jersey i have not so i have it ship to my mom's because i feel like it's safer when it gets there but i'll be honest like if i if i wouldn't be surprised if someone's like hey is that luke canard jersey and someone stole it you know so <laughs> I, I have you gotten your jersey yet no it's supposed to be delivered today and fedex is taking their sweet time oh it's fedex fedex yeah. i don't want to go on my soapbox but fedex is probably the worst delivery uh company in the world <laughs> it is absolute trash me and my wife ordered a couch there and they almost sent this somewhere else but we had to catch them before they did it Jeez. like it was it was its own movie um yeah so if it's if it's fedex then i'm not expecting that anytime soon no and you shouldn't either it's in milwaukee somewhere did you order it off the clippers fan shop yes i did okay so and you, i haven't even got an email about that maybe i just need to look at my emails yeah just type clippers and a bunch of clipper email showed up and showed the shipping <laughs> information so i found it so no I, yeah i didn't it didn't initially get pop up when i first uh ordered it i had to look for that email but and it has a tracking number so hopefully you can see where it's at all right i'll do that after this you have any more thoughts before we head out uh, no not really uh jake barnes just released some new gear check him out you know he was on the podcast earlier this season um yeah. Trent Maddox still has his podcast going on great stuff we were uh <clears throat> we got to hang out with him great guy so it was fun yeah uh you could uh follow us or subscribe anywhere you find your podcasts and you can find us on twitter and instagram at la clips forum and we're out peace guys <laughs>